everybody! Welcome to Some Nerds Have a Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. We're in a weird, different order again. No, we this don't. We always we always start with you, but we end with me. Okay. All right. Which if... means Elise goes in the middle. Yes. Always. Because yes. there's literally only three. No, no. It <laughs> ends with you. But it doesn't matter. At the end. Anyway, welcome to our uh, knitting ASMR <laughs> podcast. Elise, you set your knitting equipment down. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making I don't, I don't a. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, I brought my knitting on the podcast, and I'm making myself an infinity scarf out of some really beautiful yarn that we picked up on vacation. And now I'm going to click my needles <laughs> sensually into the microphone. Yeah, I don't yeah, know you're if anything really fast there. <laughs> Anyway, welcome. No, but for real, we are some nerds and we have a podcast where we talk about things. I really am knitting, actually. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, um, ooh, that was a nice sound. Uh, <laughs> where, like, I, I hit the, the, <laughs> the knitting needles, needles on my bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I, I recently got back into knitting. Um, wow, that is... Mm. Please, somebody else talk because I am I am getting bored. I am. Uh, I'm boring myself. I'm boring myself. Like, oh man, yeah. I don't so, know. really nice. Uh, we got this yarn at like a really weird place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a yarn store, but it was like out of a woman's home House. when yeah. we were like at a in this like small like beach town on vacation, and like we went to this woman's house. We like, I think she had llamas or something. something. Like she had alpacas, like maybe. alpacas. And it was just, it was so weird. It was so it was like, bizarre. We went down a driveway and it's like, this can't, like, we were, we were following, we were following, like, GPS. And, like, we we're like, and oh, Google yeah, was like, you're here, bitches. And like, we're like, don't get murdered. Someone lives here. What is, what is this? But yeah, no, that was, that was, that was a weird place. It was cool, but it was weird. That basically describes that entire little town. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool, but it was weird. <laughs> um, So, I don't know. It was fun. We have fun on vacations. Yeah. Sometimes. Vacations are usually. fun. Yeah. Um, God, we're so middle class. God, I wish I could take one. Yeah. <laughs> one day. I, I recommend them. <laughs> President Sanders. And, and, uh, President Bernie Sanders. We get oh, paid, this is... Paid leave time. Okay, since we're already jumping into politics. Yeah. Um, it's usually where we start. Please stop saying vote blue no matter who. <laughs> Elise like, is going to have a conniption. We need to stop now. And it's it's mostly... It is mostly the cis white ladies. Yeah. So, sisters, I am talking to you, okay? Like, don't look at me, Alex. It's not the trans girls. The trans girls aren't saying this, okay? <laughs> like, it is It is purely the cishet white ladies. And not that I'm het, but, like, I can I can speak their language, right? Like, I've got... You've got a translator. I got a translator. Okay, so... <laughs> I am the translator. <laughs> the bisexual woman who is married to probably a dude. And, um, <laughs> what is mostly amounts to, to a man. Um, Thanks. Okay. Is this something so, we need to talk about later? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Sisters. My sisters. Um, I would say tribe, but don't say tribe because that's also really inappropriate and you people still continue to do that. Anyway. Okay. All right. Um, hey, fellow. Hey, girls. Um... So, like, you know, we're all talking about politics, and we all like to pretend to be super woke and say things like, vote blue no matter who. And, you know, when the worst person that we could have gotten was, like, Kamala Harris, yeah, okay, we could say that. We could say, we can't say that anymore. Bloomberg is running. 
you need to stop saying that and you need to stop pretending that a Mike Bloomberg presidency is somehow better than a Trump presidency. It's in fact worse. It's in fact more dangerous. He's not a Democrat. He's a Republican. All right, listen, he put out a hat today that says I'm not a socialist. And uh, what was it? Uh but bring something, the boss, vote some, the boss. And something talk. about the boss Listen, on the back. He's not, he's a not talking Democrat. about big boss either. He's, like, he's talking about himself. He's not a Democrat. Just because he put blue paint on a MAGA hat doesn't mean it's not. <laughs> I still can't a believe he literally MAGA did that. Hat. And he literally, <laughs> he literally did that. Literally he did made that. his own fucking that was MAGA a hat. Joke so, about him, and he literally and he, did it. And he did it. So like. Stop it. My favorite. Knock it off. My favorite Fucking stories knock it off. about the Bloomberg campaign are all the Bloomberg staffers. And they're like, like voting for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, they're like, they, they just go in there, get their 300 bucks a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Well, because he can pay them more. Like, he's poaching staffers from other campaigns. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, because nobody makes any money. Like, campaign. So, okay. So, like, I recently, like, I volunteered in a local ele- election this past summer. So I could feel like some semblance of doing something. And I was like talking to some of the staffers and it's like the pay is really skewed and really fucked up because all of the like whenever you look at the like the job ads, they seem good. You know what I mean? Like they seem like not like 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 decent starting out wages, right? Like $36,000 a year, like you know, $29,000 a year. Like, I'm kind of pulling numbers out of my ass. But it's, like, you know, like, things that would be decent-ish if you're just starting out, you've got a, a bachelor's Seven, degree, whatever. Seventy five, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year. <laughs> but, like, but the thing is, is, like, oh, you don't God. actually, it is $36,000 a year, but you only work, like, four months. Yeah, so you're so really you making o- a quarter of that. You're really only making, like, twelve for like four months of work and you don't get overtime and so it's like you're working you know it's like it's marginally worse than getting paid like ten dollars an hour because like you're working 80 hours a week and you're just given like a salary and so and you're really only getting like a third to a fourth of the salary that was published when you applied for the job and so it's like it is super fucked up and so it's like i can't really blame anybody that's like well i'm gonna jump ship for a bloomberg campaign until that sinks and then until that sinks because that's probably got like another three months unless he brokers his deal with the dnc in which case we're gonna have candidate bloomberg versus candidate bloomberg red in fact in which case again I'll be voting for Vermin Supreme at yeah. that point because Which I can't prob- really blame you. He at will that probably point. win the Libertarian Party nomination because he's won the first two Libertarian Party primaries. So it's, but you know, it's just God. It's it's really awful, and they're super underpaid, and they do they do a lot of stuff. And if they don't have enough, and if you're working on a small campaign, and they don't have enough volunteers, then you end up having to pick up all of the volunteer slack as well. Like it's kind of crazy yeah you know and then it's like the weeks leading up to the election you could be easily working like 90 hours a week and so you know if you took how much your salary 
divided by how many hours you're working. Like you're working like pennies, you know, for like pennies an hour for these campaigns. And it's like, it just, it just fucking sucks. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. It, I feel like you can't really blame anybody that, that ditches a campaign to go work for Bloomberg. Who's offering like decent salaries, <laughs> you know, I mean, um, for evil. I mean, you're working for evil. You're working for evil, but like you're probably not working very hard for evil. You're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You have the capacity to sabotage while yeah, still yeah. getting paid. Yeah. yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. That'd be a fun little little part time gig. Maybe we can get hired. <laughs> I think they I have to... some time. I'm not working like three jobs right now. It's okay. I could do it. <laughs> I think they'd take one look at our Facebook pages and they'd be yeah, like, eh, no. I can clean mine up. Like, I still present as, like, a fairly... I don't shit post as much as you two. That's true. <laughs> so, like, I would really have to, like, hide, like, maybe three things. You know, I look... I just appear like a cishet, you know, white white middle-class lady mm-hmm. who just, you know, just has a lot of opinions about voting blue and how that's super important. I went to the Women's March. We okay? all went to the Women's March. <laughs> yeah. Every person in this room was there. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But I'm just saying, like, I, yeah, fuck it. Like, I think I'm going to go work for the Bloomberg party and just, like, the Bloomberg the campaign Bloomberg and, like, party. destroy it from the inside mm. with all of my copious amounts of free time that I right. have. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I, I know, I have the electoralism brain worms. It happens every time that there's a big election. Stop I it! Know. I know, but I've been, like, looking at the poll numbers and stuff, and they're, like, they're looking good. That's the nice thing. Like, yeah, if, nice it, thing. if I'm doing this mostly because I want to see yeah, like how much, how, like how badly the other candidates are going to lose to Bernie. Fair. Um, fair. and it's like you know he, he might walk away with all the delegates in California. He might win Texas. Right now, he's polling ahead of of Biden in Texas. Mm-hmm. He's still a little below him in South Carolina, but he is, in, according to the most recent polls. Bernie is ahead in North Carolina, Virginia. Is he? Texas. What's, yes. Okay. What's the latest polls in Virginia? When uh, was I, it was. He, it's not up by much, but he's okay. up like like two or three points. Okay. Because the I I tried checking the polls in Virginia, and the, it was there's not many of them. Yeah. The last one that I saw was like a, from the 14th, yeah. and it put him and Bloomberg tied right. at 2020. Yeah. It's it's 22. He's he's a little above. Like I think I think if you look at I can't remember if it's real clear politics or 538. Because they both do like, um, uh, like calculate based off of the all the polls data that they have, like who they think is where currently. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, uh, Bernie's a little ahead of Bloomberg in Virginia. He's a little ahead in North Carolina. He's a little ahead in Massachusetts. I'm just finding he's ahead it- of. Of Elizabeth Warren in Massachusetts. I'm just finding it funny that there's not, like, a single runner-up that's, like, taken the... Yeah, small, like, no, it's just a different person in every state. That's yeah. what one of the things that makes it amazing. Mm-hmm. Is because, like, even in the places where Bernie is in second place, it's, like, it doesn't matter because, like, that person... Okay, oh, boy, Joe Biden's gonna win the fourth primary? Maybe. Like, maybe he'll eke out a victory of, like, two or three percent. And if he does win that fourth primary, then it's going to convince him in his adult state to stay in the race right. and continue and that's to what, that. That's the thing that makes it great, is that all of them are just going to convince themselves, like, I should be the nominee because I won the latest thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just going to be, Bernie is just going to rack up 
like all of the all of the delegates. Yeah. Get, it's get, not going to matter because Bloomberg elect- is going to broker some yeah, backroom this is deal. The, that is the that is and the get the super thing. delegates, and then like who gives a shit that is about the, who the people that people voted for? That's the only thing that like terrifies me is that it could it could actually come down to that. Now, see, last last time we had the DNC and we had that, you know, yeah, you you it was clear that. Bernie didn't win that. In mm-hmm. uh, super delegates, you know, mm-hmm. be damned and all that. But yeah, yeah, still, yeah. yeah, it was close. But that's fair. This time, if that shit happens, there would be I, riots. They would burn that down would, that convention that hall. Would, they wouldn't just burn down the convention hall. Like that would, that would be the end of the Democratic Party as we know it today. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's it. It wouldn't like it would cease to function mm-hmm. as a real institution anymore. Um. And I feel like it's. If they have any brains, they'll realize that. Like, if Bernie keeps winning like he's been winning, and if Super Tuesday... Hey, guys, Super Tuesday is on my birthday this year, so everyone listening to the sound of my voice right now, (laughs) if you live... All three of you. If you live in the United States... Especially any any say in the United States, but especially we're if you not live, talking to you, you butts. Especially if you live in Virginia <laughs> or North Carolina or Texas or California or any of the states that are going on Super Tuesday, please get out there for my birthday. My birthday wish is that you all vote for Bernie Sanders and that we just leave Super Tuesday with no path to the nomination open to any other candidate. That's all I want for my birthday this year. Anyway. Is that is that is that what we want to say about politics? Because like I I don't know I was looking at those poll numbers today and I was like ooh like he's he's beating Elizabeth Warren in her own state mm-hmm. in the most recent polls. Um, like I think the only ones he's losing are like the Deep South and like Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Who's who's winning the Deep South? Um, some of them it's Biden. Some of them it's um it's Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think like. There's one that, like, uh, Amy Klobuchar is still winning in her home state, uh, Minnesota, I think. Um, Minnesota. <laughs> and I was like, why? I was looking at one of them, like, why is why is Amy Klobuchar the winner of this <laughs> one? And I'm like, oh, it's because that's the state she's from. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I'm pretty sure it's Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, when does Delaware go? I Delaware and it's two I think Delaware two, is uh, one of the delegates. last ones, honestly. Yeah. Um, Joe will be, like, Joe will have dropped out by the time they yeah, get to prob- Delaware. It, it's entirely possible. Um, I'll have to double check, but it's not. He just loves it so much. I don't think Joe's going to make it past Super Tuesday. Um, but that's. It'll be interesting to see. Who do you think is going to drop out after Super Tuesday? Oh, I see. Here's the thing. Like what we were just like Tom Steyer. Tom. I don't, I don't know. But you don't think anybody's going to drop out? Tom Steyer's doing well in some states. Like relatively, like he's polling it like second and third place in some states. I mean, Liz Warren, and you know how I feel about Liz. Yeah. I still, I mean, I feel really bad because I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders, but I do love you, Liz Warren. Um, God damn it. And um, so anyway, where was I going with this? Like, I I think like she's going to stay in it until the bitter end. Mm. Um, She for sure is going to stay in it until the bitter end. But like, honestly, I want her to, though. I mean, you know, it's like I of everybody. If you took Bernie out of the race. Right. Liz Warren would have my full support. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, out of everyone that'd be unconditional left. support. It's only because Bernie is there that yeah. I'm like, <sighs> like I feel it, like I am that meme mm-hmm. of like the guy 
walking down the street with a girl and I'm the guy like looking at Bernie and I'm like holding hands with Liz Warren and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, she walked back on Medicare for all. Like that yeah. was, that was the nail in the coffin for me when that yeah. happened. I was like, yeah, like I liked her. Speaking of Medicare for all. Yeah. Uh, in other news, coronavirus is uh, COVID nineteen is coming yeah. coming to it, uh, coming to us. It's like I don't like I was reading some statistics online, mm-hmm. and it's like everybody's making this big like xenophobic deal because it originated mm-hmm. from China. Yeah, mm-hmm. it happens it's, every few years. Like this, we get the same kind of story. It's less it's less deadly than the flu. It's less deadly than the flu. It's less deadly than like. SARS, yeah. you know, it's less deadly than like every other crazy crisis that we've had. And it's like, but I'm an adult you know. now and I don't have health insurance. Mm-hmm. And if I get something like that, I don't think I'll be able to go to the hospital for it. That's fair. That's the, that I was reading an article in the BBC, uh, which, you know, is still like capitalist propaganda, but whatever. Right. Um, and it was talking about, it was like trying to explain to Brits, like, why don't Americans take days off work? Oh, it's because they'll get fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because they don't. Oh, have by the way, leave. let's privatize the NHS. Yeah, yeah. Great job. Here's morons. like Boris Johnson's yeah. plan to privatize the NHS. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's one good thing that has happened in the last four years, is that Britain can no longer act superior to us. Oh no! Like it's not <laughs> allowed. <laughs> like, especially if you get rid of the NHS and we have uh, Medicare for all, it's like no, we'll we'll be the smart ones. <laughs> ah. <laughs> trade you Corbin for uh, yeah. yeah yeah we'll take we'll take Jeremy Corbin off your hands <laughs> but um but yeah I mean it's I don't know I just I just people like I Pe- people because I have, people hype it up and it's not yeah. something to like well, be dire over it's not just that people are hyping it up people are hyping it up in a really like xenophobic way yeah. like that's my issue with it is like I so I feel like the- more so than the two of you, I feel like I have a wider berth of friends on Facebook and not by like super much, Possibly. but like, you know, not in the sense of like, like you guys have like a rainbow of leftists. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But Whereas, you've like, got like, no, more, you have more normies. I have more normies on <laughs> my Facebook. More- and the problem is, it's like all the normies are saying shit like, oh, we need to close our borders. No, yeah. we don't. Yeah. Like, we need to, you know, we can't let people from China come to America. No, we don't. Yeah. Like, back the fuck up. And so that's that's the frustration that I'm right. getting with, like, like you know, because like you said, like, yeah, like, it really sucks for people who don't have health insurance. But, it, but I also don't feel like we should, you, like, I feel like some right-wing asshole is going to use that as an excuse to, like, ban people from to bring back the chinese immigration right, right. Yeah. exactly so chinese it's like chinese, yeah, yeah. get your fucking flu shot wash your goddamn hands lysol your fucking apartment we, we used to have something you in this know. country called the alien and sedition acts i feel like we should bring those back see that that shit I'm that shit Jones. we gotta protect the people who don't have health insurance in this country and it's like 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 wash your fucking hands yeah like wash your goddamn hands like, that's all I have to I, see, like... I mean, like, one of my coworkers was freaking <sighs> out about it the other day, and I was like, like, you realize it's, it's like, less deadly than the flu, right? And they're like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, how many people... Like, there was another person in the room, and I, like, turned to them, and I was like, how many people have died? Like, I haven't checked recently, but it was, like, what, like, three, four, maybe, like, half a dozen people have actually died of it. Um, 
And and they were like, yeah, something like that. And I'm and so I was like, yeah, out of a country of how many people? Like a billion and a half people. <laughs> and we've had like a handful of deaths. Like, it's just something that like and they're like, well, why is the media talking about it? It's like, because it's scary and it's coming from China. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're using your racism against you. Like, that's what it is. That's what it is. And like, and, and, you know, and like, yes, you have a very legitimate reason to be worried about it because you don't have health insurance yeah. and you can't quarantine yourself. But like, bitches like Nick and I have no fucking right to complain about this. Right. Yeah, is my like, feeling. And, like, the people we work with, like, mm-hmm. you have no fucking right to complain about this. Again, no one would have a right to be... Well, no one, have no to one be would have any problem if we had yeah. health insurance. We're, just, we're like, a regular fucking like, country. Just, yeah, yeah. just you take know. some time off. Yeah. Like, that might be the biggest reason why, you know, yeah. like, the, the death numbers are down. Yeah. Is because people can actually... See a yeah. doctor. Yeah. They, yeah, they, 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 they build, build that build hospital, a hospital in six, in six days. days. Yeah. yeah. If you had a country that would fucking do that, then maybe, yeah, no, it's not a problem. But I don't know what's going to happen in the un, un the uh, wasteland that is the United States healthcare. Yeah. As somebody who has to like work eighty hours a week because I have a salary job mm-hmm. with health insurance, I fucking want to get the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding? I get to be quarantined for three weeks. I don't have to talk to anybody for three fucking weeks. Like, it's gonna be me and the hospital with like fucking shit ton of house hunters. Like, you kidding me? <laughs> I welcome it. I shouldn't say that. Knock on wood. I really don't want to get the flu or the coronavirus or whatever the fuck it is. Corvid-19. What? Yeah. Corvid-19. Corvinite? That's like a new Pokemon. Cor- yes, it is. Okay. So, like, if I catch the new Pokemon... <laughs> if you catch the new Pokemon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh. I if love only. it. Just sneak me a bottle of wine into the hospital and be like... Oh. <laughs> that seems like a very bad idea <laughs> for a number of reasons. Whatever. Yeah, it's I a mean, fucking hospital. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? I mean... It sounds like a bad idea because you could have gone with a corona. Nah, <laughs> odd. Boo. Uh, boo. But I got, I, I guess like the other thing is like you could develop pneumonia if you catch it. Yeah. And that's the thing like because pneumonia sticks with you for a while. So like, I don't know. I got my fucking pneumonia shot last year. It's good for five or ten years. So. And, and that shit is free. Also, um, a lot of places will, like, pay you to get your flu shot. Target will pay you five Target bucks to get your fucking flu shot. Will they? To get your fucking flu shot. I I don't think you need insurance. Okay, that's good. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, like, if you go to Publix, um, I think, like, Publix and Target Mm -hmm. and CVS, I don't think you need... Now, I could be talking out of my ass. I'm 90% sure you Mm -hmm. don't need insurance, and they will, like pay you target bucks to get your fucking flu okay. because like everybody like it's 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 a thing that just fucking helps everybody because i went like, to the pharmacy i already got my flu shots and i went to the pharmacy without insurance and they charged me like 30 bucks oh. so yeah. and they, they said it was like free with insurance oh. so i don't mm. know what target would cost if, if okay. it's going to be still free but if it is i'll check it out next year because um, i think like you know because if you think about it it's like you can't you can't buy shit from Target if you're homesick with the flu. So, like, yeah. them giving you a flu vaccine is, like, them protecting their profit. It sounds like UBI. Yeah. Yeah. Does a little bit of that. Yeah. Everybody gets $5. <laughs> Everybody gets $5. And, and your landlord raises your rent by $5. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, God, Yang Gang. He's, you know, he's out. That's fine. He's out. Marianne God Williams. damn it. Like, blue no matter who, if it was fucking Yang. Yeah. 
Like, if it was the Yang gang running like, shit, like, yeah, sure, blue no matter who, I don't care. We have Mary, Mary and Williams. Mary and William, Williams. Blue no matter who. Uh, in- orb energy is, uh, is, is pulsing through. God, it was like the universe was really like, hey, hey, bitches, where are you going to draw that line? We're going to draw that blue no matter who line, huh? It's huh? Bloomberg. Where like, we? Oh, honestly, Bloomberg. it's Bloomberg. Yeah. It's Bloomberg. <laughs> like, oh, the, it. the guy the who line. actually was a Republican and, like, spoke The man the t- who's worse than Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like, basically, it. basically is just Donald Trump, but shorter. <laughs> like, and he's blue. No, yeah. Kidding. And he starred in a weird... What the fuck was Broadway that? Broadway review? I, what is that? Where was this? Weird, did you watch the latest Some More News? Not yet. No. Okay. There's this clip that has him like in this, like, it looks like it's the music man. I'm not sure. It's <laughs> I think like it's the music man, but there's a fly system. Cause yeah. that's what you need for. And they have man. him like he, they have him like flying away through the air being like, maybe I'll go to Ohio, Iowa next or New Hampshire. Like maybe I can make the whole country behave. And it's like, what the fuck am I seeing right now? <laughs> what the fuck it was is like, that? It was like a fucking nightmare fever dream. <laughs> is that what he said? Make the whole country yes, behave? Yes, I will make the whole country behave. And it's like, that is some dystopian <laughs> shit. What's like, the actual fuck? That sounds like something that a villain in a rolled doll book would say. <laughs> like, oh my God. Guys, I have a really great idea for another, like, a new uh, dystopian YA novel. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Like we need to like bring Roll Doll. He looks like a Roll Doll character, actually. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. it's like if you melted the BFG a little bit, and like like if the BFG was like a Shrinky Dink <laughs> with a billion like dollars, with a billion dollars. Oh my god! It's not just a billion dollars. It's He's got sixty-five. Like, yeah, sixty-five billion dollars. Like it's cheaper for him to run against Bernie than to like be taxed. Yep. God damn it. Yep. And he's running against Bernie so as to not be taxed. Pretty much. Ugh. Um. So speaking of fever dreams. Oh, God. <laughs> Alex. Oh, yes. Let's talk about The Lighthouse. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about my tapes. but yeah, Oh, also, yeah. Oh, we'll talk, talk about, about The Lighthouse first. Um. I really, because I, like, we, we watched it last night. Uh-huh. And neither of us knew what to make about it. No. And I sat down and I thought about it before going to bed. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the morning and I think I finally fucking got what it was. Okay. But what do you think about it first? Before before I get into my... Because what I want to talk about is going to be spoiler talk. Okay. I didn't really have much opportunity to analyze it. Um, I, I'm trying to even piece back in my memory what the fuck happened. Yeah. Because it's, it's not a film that takes like... Like it's in chronological order, but mm-hmm. it it doesn't take it like plays time. around with time a lot, uh, and so it's hard to even kind of keep track of what is dream and what is real. And I don't even really know. Like, what what's your thought? Like, I'm interested okay. to hear more than um, anything else. I'm gonna set a timer for myself. Okay. Uh, so that we don't go too long, I'm gonna set a timer. I'm gonna go for five minutes, and we're gonna do spoiler talk for five minutes. And when my timer goes off. We'll we'll be back. So if you want to see, if you have not seen the lighthouse yet, mm-hmm. and you want to see it without getting the ending spoiled for you, at least I'm assuming you don't care if you get the. I ending don't give spoiled. a shit. Okay, I didn't think so. So if, you, if you're listening, and you want to see the lighthouse, I re- first of all, do we recommend it? Like, do we think it was a good movie? Because I think it was pretty spectacular. I I would recommend it simply on kind of. 
it an artistic value. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the movie was is absolutely gorgeous and is just compelling from beginning to end, even mm-hmm. if you have no idea what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So if you don't want us to spill the beans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, skip ahead to... five minutes, starting skip. starting in three, two, one. Okay, we're in spoiler territory spill now. Spill the beans. All right, I'm gonna spill the beans. Um, he's dead the entire time. Or not the entire time. Which one? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, um, Robert Pattinson. Okay. He's not dead the entire time, but he died when he fell off the lighthouse. Oh. That's, and so the rest of the movie from that point forward is just his brain dying, which is why things are happening like it's raining inside. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just that he's outside dying for who knows how long. And when it starts raining outside, he feels like it's raining on him. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's why we see it on the inside of the house, which is why that's the point afterwards where he like in his fever dream, even though he hadn't been drinking at all previous to that, he starts to drink because he's feeling like woozy, like he's drunk. Mm-hmm. So his brain is rationalizing it like, oh, we must have gotten drunk. And then he starts to get hungry when they run out of rations, but they find more rations. But what's in those rations? Just booze. more booze. Okay. Um, it's why he has no idea how long he's been on the island. And the the other character is like, "How long have we been here? Two two weeks? Five weeks? Like, because I'm pretty sure he was there for two weeks before that accident happened." Mm-hmm. Um, it's also why it just completely and we get that last shot of him <clears throat> out in the elements mm-hmm. with all the seagulls yeah okay because when he falls off um the actual character the actual person who's there with him um Willem Dafoe's character can't do anything with him like he's fucking dying mm-hmm. and so he just carries him someplace else because you know he's got a bum leg he has no medical supplies has no medical training. Mm-hmm. So like you're you're dead, dude. I'm sorry. And so he just carries him away someplace else. Um and that's also why the when they exchange names on their last night, the quote unquote last night that mm-hmm. they're that they're supposed to be there. Yeah. He tells them that his name is Tom. His name is Tom Wick. And he's a wiki. And he's a wiki. And Tom, and Tom is his name. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it's just that, that from that point on, that character is no longer his own person. He is a part of Robert Pattinson's own psyche as he's out there dying. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that movie, I, I'm pretty sure that, that's my interpretation of it. Um, Cause I thought that and I'm like, no, nah, but, but why wouldn't he bring him inside? Like, that was the thing. Like, why wouldn't he, like, try to help him? And then I realized he fucking can't. Like, there's nothing he can do. Um, and the reason I pieced that together is there was a uh, an episode of Lore uh, a few years back that I was thinking about as we were watching it. Because it's about, like, the episode of Lore was about lighthouses. And it was about, like, there was this really bad storm. Um, and this guy was out walking along the outside. I'm trying to remember exactly what it... I can't remember all the details. This guy was out walking around. During this bad weather, he slips, he gets tangled up in this rope, and, like, breaks his neck in the fall. And basically, the other guy who's there is like, well, I can't lift a 200-pound man that far using the ropes that have just kind of tangled in there. So that dude's body just hung there for the rest of the season until relief came. Mm 
Um, so that's what's going on. Is it's just fuck it. I, I, I can move you someplace else, but that's all I can do for you. But because it bothered me, like when he fell, I'm like, there's he's perfectly fine when he falls. He falls, it cuts to black, and then he wakes up, and the only thing that's happening is like the seagulls ripping at his coat, mm-hmm. like his clothes. And I'm like, oh, he's going to have, like, a really horrible broken leg or, like, you know, his spine's going to be shattered. Like, something terrible is going to happen. Just nothing. He's completely unscathed. That's the reason why. And that's why we see that shot at the very end. Because, like, that's where he's, like, just naked out in the open with the seagulls all around him. That's why. Because he's dead. And is that why the seagull just keeps fucking with him? Well, the seagull was fucking with him before that. Okay. But it's after that happens that he kills the seagull. Uh-huh. It's after that happens. So why is, like, we show. got, like, 30 seconds left. Yeah. Why is he so antagonistic, the the dream vision of Tom Wick? Because it's, it's his own guilt from mm-hmm. all the shit that he's done in his past mm-hmm. kind of tormenting him, I think, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, things just kind of change. Mm-hmm. around like there we don't know he because he doesn't know who he's supposed to be so he doesn't really understand it's just like random synapses firing as he's dying hmm. all right and two one all right uh timer's going off all right we're we're out of spoiler territory um so if you go watch it go back if you like get to the end of the movie as we did and are like what the fuck was that about uh, and want to hear my interpretation? Uh, mm-hmm. Go back and listen to that again. Uh, I think I've got a pretty good interpretation of it, but it's pretty solid. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. There's there's things I want to talk with you about. I don't buy it. Somebody <laughs> who fucking never watched the movie, so and is currently watching a tasty video on my phone. Yeah, it's fine. So because I did not watch this. Yeah, you're fine. It's good. Like it, honestly, it's, it's not. It's not as good as the witch. It's not as good as the witch. It's definitely not as scary. But it's like I feel like that was part of what like. The movie was pitched to me as sort of a Lovecraftian horror, and there are some, like, semi-Lovecraftian elements, I suppose, throughout it. Like, some of the visuals are kind of vaguely Lovecraftian. Not all tentacles are Lovecraftian. No, 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 but but I mean, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, like, you know, the the, the implication that something's living in the light. Yeah. Um, And, like, the siren is kind of a Lovecraftian thing in the way that, like, it's revealed when he sees that. Um, And then there's that shot in the dream sequence where, like, he's looking down at his own body and um, then uh, Willem Dafoe comes up and grabs him by the shoulder and there's that weird, it looks... It this looks light like shining a, out of his eyes. It like, looks like a Renaissance painting. It does. Didn't it? Like, or, it was just, or like one of those like tableaus. Yeah. Of, like, yeah. It, it was very strange. Um, Expressionistic. Yeah. Tableau. Very, yeah. Very German. And I saw, um, I actually saw some people like kind of go through and look at uh, like 1920s, like silent films. Mm hmm. Uh, that this movie is clearly cribbing from, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird for a movie with this much dialogue and this much of it that's just spent, like, but a lot so of it's it, pretty silent. At a the lot beginning. of it is silent. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of moments where just like it's just people doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the fact that you know there, there's some there's some hilarious stuff in it too. Like some of it is like just genuinely funny. Like the fact that Willem Dafoe's character 
Like you hear Willem Dafoe's character fart before the sing like a single line of dialogue, and it happens like five minutes into the movie. <laughs> it's just five minutes of silence, broken by a fart, and then a couple of minutes later he starts to talk. And his 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 rant at the like, I well, curse yeah, he, you, curse yeah, you. When he didn't the... like his lobster. <laughs> That was amazing because you and I were just like staring at it and it's just Willem Dafoe just yelling for like it a felt minute like and a half. It, it felt like it went on longer than that because mm -hmm. he's just going on and on and on with all but these he, terrible he things. He curses you to Titan to drag mm -hmm. you down to the cockerel's beds and, and it's all this. All because it didn't like he's he implied that he didn't like Willem Dafoe's cooking. <laughs> Which is amazing. And yeah. we were just like, is this meant to be scary or is it meant to be funny? Because it's kind of both at the same time. Because mm -hmm. it's like, because that, and that, Willem Dafoe was so perfectly cast, if that's what they were trying to go for. Because he is just so equal parts, like, absurd and terrifying as a person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you ran into Willem Dafoe in, like, a dark alley, like... It would be scary. It would also be kind of funny. Like, it would be a meme-worthy moment. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah, I'm something of a scientist myself. Like, there's there's that. There's also... I mean, like... And why'd you spill your beans? Why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> it also became a meme. Um, I don't know. I a, thought, very, a very niche meme. Very but niche a, meme. A meme nonetheless. But, I don't know. I thought it was... I thought it was really good. I, I agree. I don't think it's as good as The Witch. It... Unlike The Witch, though, where I saw it and I was like, I get what this movie is going for. Mm -hmm. I feel like the, the Lighthouse deserves more rewatching and analysis. It does. Makes sense. It does. The and Witch I would love a... to read other people's analysis of it, too. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't looked at anyone else's, so I don't know if yeah. I'm the only Check person who's had this. Check out the TV Tropes page for yeah. it to see. I don't know if I'm the only person who's had this thought about what it's actually about. Um, I'm probably not. I, I think, like... It's because once you I, think you're right. Once, well, once I pieced it together, I'm like, oh, that seems pretty obvious. Like that's that's a whole bunch of stuff that kind of goes together that that works towards it. But um, yeah. Spoiler alert: Nick is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I well, we'll have to ask Willem Dafoe and Robert Patterson. Yeah, yeah. And um and um the director. Uh, God, I can't. I want to say Ari Aster, but that's the other one. Um. I don't know. I can't remember his name now. Anyway, um, yeah, tell us about your curses, Alex. Uh, I will tell you about my curses. Cursed videos. Cursed videos. Yeah, okay. Cursed video review. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing for the past couple of days on Facebook. Um, but this past weekend, I went with a friend up to uh, Richmond uh, to go, you know, thrift shops and, like, you know, antique stores and things like that and i ended up bringing back a, a lot of stuff i got some clothes and things but I wait, also... wait, wait that's where the fucking videos came from yeah yeah they came from a an antique shop somewhere in the off the outskirts of richmond and they came from diversity thrift <laughs> the first one was like it was run by you know wait. This... <laughs> I, for some reason in my head i thought like like a family member of yours was like, I don't know, go through these videos. Oh, like Alex went out and she bought <laughs> VHS tapes in the year so of poor. our Lord, 2020. Why are you wasting your money on this? Because I, oh no, it didn't waste my money. It was like six bucks for the ones at the, um, at the antique store and zero bucks for the ones at diversity. Cause they were fucking giving them away at the door. Nice. 
So I paid nothing for that cursed tape because that was the one at the diversity. <laughs> so anyway. Which is how you know it's cursed. <laughs> exactly. No transaction was needed. Uh, <laughs> no paper trail. No, no, no never get back it to It costs them. more than money. That's how you got these. You have like a tiny apartment. Where are you keeping these? In a little paper Who bag. let you do this? Who was supervising you when you were out at the thrift store? Uh, our joint friend. I am going to take this up. I am going to take this up with our friend and be like, no, you should have slapped those videotapes out of her hands. Like, I don't know what you were doing. My God. Okay, so that's how you ended up with these That's how I acquired these objects. The Frogat is also cast. <laughs> you know you live in our basement, so now you fucking brought yeah. a ghost Ghosts. into our house, too. Yeah. It's, uh, Thanks. it's... Thanks. It's, uh, You're welcome. It's Juon versus the ring. Sarcastic. It's Juon versus the ring happening right now downstairs in our basement. If I, our... if I get killed by a fucking video ghost, like in the ring, mm-hmm. which I didn't watch... Except for like the first ten minutes, and then I got too scared and shut it off. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I, I will, I will, haunt fucking me. also become a ghost, and I will haunt you. Now, see, what I'm hoping to do is, if I do this more, I'm hoping that eventually all of the cur- it'll be like that part in The Simpsons where like <laughs> just all the curses, like like all the all the like terrible like horrifying ghosts just coming out of everything. Like what? You came to kill her. I want to kill her. And so none of them can actually do it. And yeah. then I'm invincible. Yep. That's how that works, right? That, that's oh, how no. that works. <laughs> you, you know that the, the other part of that is when he goes, oh, no. In fact, the slightest change could re- <laughs> No, Smithers. I'm invincible. <laughs> Indestructible. Oh, that's, that's not what that meant at all. <laughs> Did you not listen to the other part of that joke? That's the joke. Oh, that my is God. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I swear to God. I will haunt you so hard not if i haunt you first <laughs> that's a good point okay. yeah who, the, <laughs> alex i mean the way that this usually works i mean depends on what kind of horror movie rules we're going by here. i mean i guess we speaking, have health insurance so we're gonna live generally yeah. speaking <laughs> a, uh, alex would probably be the first ones to die mm-hmm. and then we would discover her body and we would get the curse after that yeah but like okay but never mind so, for all of you to gain the curse, to hear about this curse... <laughs> um, Are you tweeting about it? I'm not tweeting about it. I've been... Not on our joint Twitter, um, because I, I wouldn't subject I'm our Twitter like you that. you should. Well, okay. I've been posting about it on Facebook. Mm, curse as watch. I, I Curse watch, yeah. As I kind of watch these. So... Let me let me break through what I've been watching so far. So not all of them are cursed. Some of them are just weird. Um, the first one I have is uh, safe <laughs> safety at um, oh well now I'm good um, safety at sea video, <laughs> uh, which is just super dry for a safety at sea video. That's gonna be the one that actually has the curse. <laughs> um, that was apparently okay. So the t- context behind this video I've been able to discover. It was part of a, uh, it was part of a thing that was called a video magazine, where you would send off like ninety nine ninety five for four issues of you know this magazine, which came on VHS tapes. Yeah, I actually I used to get stuff like that as a kid, which Holy is shit. the most nineties thing yeah. I can think of. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's even more nineties, but um, because I totally had one. I think it was like. 
<laughs> I totally had one. Um, I think it was National Geographic for kids or something like that. But it was like, it was like little animal videos and there was like a little cartoon globe mm-hmm. who would like narrate. And I think he had an Australian accent and like, like man, that just, that jogged something out of my memory. <laughs> yeah. That's the podcast, Liz. That's the name of it. She just wrote nerds on her <laughs> Like she can't speak for some reason. I don't know. I Because I, I was writing notes to myself and, and I discovered this new thing on my iPhone. And you can... Except I don't have an iPhone. I have a fucking Android. So, all right. So safety at sea. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't too cursed. It was just kind of dry. Uh, there was, however... That's the curse. There was, however, a 10-minute section where uh, the, the captain... Uh, encourages this young guy who's probably the new kid to try on every single personal flotation device and jump in the water and they do this for 10 minutes and review every one of them saying yeah it it allows me to float puts me on my back it does its job oh that one that one didn't inflate properly i gotta pull the cord for that one uh so all these all these kind of different things and it's just this this was this was your hazing. This was mm. him being hazed, and they decided to film it for everybody to see. <laughs> they needed to fill that seventy minute time slot. Um, but yeah, no. So it was actually kind of interesting to see like the the weird little quirks of nineties navigation uh, and and naval techniques. I guess mm-hmm. um, they showed us how to stop a sailboat on a dime to pick up a him him man overboard. Uh, they showed us uh, how to use to the flares and which flares are apparently the worst. And apparently it's the Coast Guard approved flares. Huh. And the Solos approved flares are better. And why would anyone use any of those Coast Guard flares? He was really dunking on the Coast Guard Man. flares. I, Suck at 90s Coast Guard. <laughs> I, I understand from someone else who I talked to that the Coast Guard flares and the Solos approved flares are basically one and the same now. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so that that one was the first thing that I watched, uh, and then I decided that after that, you know, that one was kind of dry. I kind of got what I was, you know, expecting. I'll put in the unlabeled tape. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this weird student art film with like a horse's eye and a well. I don't know what was that about. So woman brushing her hair. <laughs> so this one had nothing, nothing labeled on it. There was no, you know, cover. It was just a naked, em- empty labeled tape. So I had no expectations going into it. For all we know, it could have been porn. Uh, but it wasn't. Because what it was was a curse. Uh, <laughs> it was a someone's failed attempt to record the 10-year anniversary memorial of Princess Diana's death. Which, in 2007, why wouldn't you already have a DVR at that point if you're going to record I it? I don't know. But the reason I was able to figure that out because what? Wait, it, she uh, didn't die in two thousand. No, she no, died ten, in year, ten year anniversary. Uh, is okay, what she said. yeah, and and the reason I was able to figure that out was like a, a growing story. Like I, I turned, I flipped it on, and I see snow and like static, and I don't really hear anything. And then it goes cuts to black, and it comes back, and it does that a little bit, and it cuts to black, and it comes back, and I hear Elton John, and then he starts singing your song. And you hear like it's warped. Like the they don't even play that one. That oh, one, really? yeah, no, it was. What uh, isn't that the one that's about Princess Diana? It's, it's not. It's been. It was repurposed to be about Princess Diana. Oh, that's true. But no, this um. Like ten thousand candles, candles in, in the, the wind. wind. But no, it, it was. It was your song. It's a little bit funny, uh, and then it like warps out, and then it. <laughs> 
this fear and then it like it's, it's almost as if like the tv was tr- was flicking between channels and then eventually i heard like a newscaster say like two words which was like you know tragedy and the death of the print you know and then like i was thinking well the only thing i could think of with that in that is is Princess Diana, because I knew about, you know, the candle in the wind and, like, Elton John, and yeah. it was like, Elton John was one of her friends, and then it cuts to black, and I'm like, okay, well, I still haven't seen any images, but I'm getting, like, a story through this 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 audio. Uh, and eventually, uh, some other people start singing, and it's fucking, uh, it's fucking Fergie singing Big Girls Don't Cry. Mm-hmm. What? Wh- which was released in 2007, and she's like... I'd like to dedicate this song to Princess Diana. Dedicate a different song. <laughs> like at least Fergalicious has a beat. Big Girls Don't Cry was a terrible song. <laughs> Wait, was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, uh, was it that Fergie or was it like Fergie the Duchess Fergie? <laughs> Whatever Fergie was, they didn't say her name, but it was Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie. And the only thing that I could think think is that well, that song wasn't released until two thousand seven. Yeah. And it's kind of presented as if it's a new release or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's the 10-year anniversary of Princess Diana, and they're they're recording it because woe, and, woe be to anyone that won't be able to see this in posterity. Mm-hmm. Uh, addiction to royals are is a hell of a drug. I mean, of all the royals, Princess Diana was like, if, if we're going to save one, you know, mm. <laughs> like if there's one that we're going to remember. Well, you're a little late for that. I know, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to preserve one, like preserve the memory of one. Uh-huh. I was actually thinking about this. Okay, I think it was because you posted about it. I was thinking mm. about this on my way home from work today. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, how much better would Princess Diana's life had been if she was just Diana, the kindergarten teacher from, you know, Oh, Jesus, who she wanted to be? You know, like, how much fucking better would her life had been if she had never gotten mixed up with these people? Like, you know, she did do, like, there was a lot of really good stuff that she did with her position in the royal family, Mm -hmm. like, especially in the early years of, like, the AIDS crisis and things like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Like, she, she really did... And that's why the fu- royals fucking hated her, by the way. One of the reasons is because, like, she wouldn't just sit there and look pretty. Like, oh, wait, you're actually going to make us, like, do things for people? Like, we're setting that expectation now? Mm. Like, you know, I don't, she was she was the best out of all of them. She, she deserved way better. <laughs> I love Nick the Diana stand. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, look, I'm just saying, if the royal family didn't existed, it didn't exist... That woman's life would have been so much better, and she would have still done great things for the world. I'm convinced of it. Like, if she were just, you know, the chill kindergarten teacher who was like, hey, maybe we should be nicer to gay people. people." Like... No, I could see that. Honestly, like, I couldn't see her being... Like, I could see her starting off as, like, a chill kindergartner, but then she would... Or kindergarten teacher, but then she'd be, like, Britain's teacher of the year. And then, like... You know, founding a bunch of, like, you know, I don't know, things for people with AIDS and, like, yeah, yeah no. That's, yeah. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess so, Harry and William wouldn't exist, that's but, fine. like, who cares? I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's a trade-off worth it. So, no, it's not even a trade-off. Like, that's that's that's, an, that's, that's a, a benefit. straight win. That's a, <laughs> that's a straight win for everyone. <laughs> so what Remember we're the saying? time that one of them dressed up like a Nazi for Halloween? <laughs> Oh yeah, I forget about that. You yeah, t- people do. Um, 
So what we're saying is we need to go back to like the early nineties and we need abolish to go back the monarchy. In time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel, feel like we should go back further than that. Oh no, go we're back. saying that we should like have her be like the princess and then abolish the monarchy. Yeah, so she's so in the public eye, but then she's no longer. I like that. I like that I like... idea. I was gonna go back further and abolish the monarchy further back then. But like with all of her drama, like let... don't restore Charles. Uh, uh, Charles marry the Camilla the first time that he wanted to. God, yeah. Because that was the that, that was the thing was. Um, they didn't want him marrying Camilla because I guess she was divorced at that point. Wait, Camilla she... Harris? Who, um, Cam- no, the, not the, the Camilla current, Harris. His, oh, Kamala, okay. his uh, current Camilla, wife. His oh, current okay. wife. He originally wanted to marry her before he even like met Diana. And for some reason, I guess she like either like she wasn't a virgin yeah, she, or I think she like, wasn't. She had been married she had before. Divorced. Because that's why. Um, what's his name had to abdicate? Um, was it George the Fifth? Oh, Elizabeth the Second's father. No. Father's brother. Father's brother. Yeah. Yes. yes. Had to abdicate. Because yeah. he wanted George to marry. George, yeah. That was George V. Okay. So, because he wanted to marry a divorced American woman. Yes. And, <laughs> and his great grandnephew was just Wait, allowed was that, to do it. Was that George V or was that Edward VII? I think that was Edward VII. No, that, that was Edward VII. Edward VII. George VI George was, the the one that, was the George V was the the, the, the yeah. one that took it over. So, but anyway. Um, and Edward VII turned out to be a Nazi sympathizer. So Yeah. yeah so fuck him. And then his great. Wow. Him and his great grandnephew really had a lot in common yeah like an american those american divorces and those nazi uniforms um <laughs> what can i say like hugo hugo boss designs a great suit you know? <laughs> but um fucking where was i going with this so yeah like so they didn't allow him okay this is like i think a really fucked up thing i mean there's a lot of fucked up things that the monarchy has done but we need to talk about this thing which is that Basically, he was like, hey, here's, like, an adult who's about my age who, like, it makes sense for her to ma- for, for us to marry. We have things in common and a mutual love and respect. And the monarchy was, and, like, Elizabeth was like, no, go marry this fucking child. Like, she was 17. Are you fucking kidding no. me? No. I didn't know that shit. No. Oh, my was it God. Because who is this person that they were trying to marry him to? Um, they were trying so Camilla, uh-huh. who is his current wife, uh-huh. um, wasn't allowed to marry Charles because she was like divorced or wasn't a virgin or didn't have enough cows or whatever. Fucking I think it was, it was because she had been divorced. I'm um, pretty. I, I'll, I'll have to look so back. So who is at this it. person that was 17? Is the Diana? Princess. Diana. Yeah, Diana. Yeah. No. So Diana, Jesus. when I... she got engaged, I never knew that. Oh my god! No, That's so she... fucked up. Was hella young. Okay. Oh no, it wasn't. She wasn't seventeen. She was twenty when they got married. That's a little bit 20. better. Twenty. Still, he was thirty-two. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize the, the age yeah, difference. Was that yeah. Much. At least um, she wasn't seventeen, but still, holy shit, ew. Yeah. No, it is fucking gross. Or there was something about her being seventeen. I think it was like maybe they had like promised her at yeah. 17 or something they, but it was that like that was when uh prince andrew first noticed her oh <laughs> i'm sorry i threw up in my, oh, in my mouth yeah. i know um, about, i know about half of these people i'm sorry he's the one who just got kicked out of the family because he was like really good friends with uh jeffrey epstein oh okay yeah Ooh. yeah, yeah. 
He's the one that, like, they, they joked for a little bit about having killed him and then, like, just weekended Bernie's him for a bit. Because, like, if you see pictures of him now, like, he looks like a corpse. Yeah. Like, he looks like an actual a walking Prince, Prince Charles? Prince Andrew. Oh, Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew. Okay. Um, That's uh, the, the queen's brother, I, I think. I think she was 17. I, I guess know. she was 20. Because, again, like... <laughs> it's the first time that Prince Andrew saw her. And, like, yeah. oh, you should marry this one, Charles. And maybe <laughs> they had, like, picked her out when she was 17 uh-huh. and was, like... Everything about her. this is just makes but me feel gross. So gross. But the idea gross. that like she was twenty. Yeah. Speaking like, as a fucking twenty. Speaking as a current thirty-two year old and soon to be thirty-three year old, like I can say like I would have nothing in common with a twenty-year-old at this point in my life. It's just Are like, you fucking like like yeah. I, ew. Just yeah. like gross like my sister is going to turn 20 this right year. yeah like, yeah no don't no do no, no thank you no thank you like what like what the fuck are you gonna talk about like paw patrol like jesus yeah. like you're not even hey, old enough to drink you remember when i was in middle school and just learning how to masturbate and you were just bored <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you remember that oh my god <laughs> So anyway, so anyway, it, the real curse is the curse of monarchy. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, her life was like screwed. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway. I mean, not as screwed as everyone else was under the oppression of the monarchy. Or as screwed as this household is going to be with this curse. With the ghosts. Yeah, so the, the ghosts Thanks. of Thanks Princess Diana. Really you know it. what? If we're going to be cursed by a ghost. Oh my God. Actually, that is like the one. I would love it. I feel like she would come in and like help us unfuck our lives. <laughs> you know, she would like make us like I a mean, little cup of tea and like, hey. It would just be a lot of bitching about the paparazzi. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> this fucking paparazzi. Ugh. So she's going to move into our place. Because she'll never have to deal with them telling, again. Telling you to slow down when you're driving. Follow uh, the speed limit. I'm just going five yeah. over, die. Chill out. She's like, no. <laughs> so that was the cursed video. So cursed, in fact, I had to seal it away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's here! <laughs> under the floorboards! <laughs> but um, <laughs> then I started watching another videotape, okay. which was another recording. Uh, but this one was labeled. It didn't have a cover, but it was labeled. It was labeled as Outer Limits. Oh, yeah. Eight hours. Oh, Jesus. Uh, eight hours. And then there was the dates uh, February 28th through... Um, what was it? February 28th through... Uh, what's next month? March. March, March 1st. March. February, February uh, 28th through March 1st, 1992. So I'm thinking, okay. That was a good year. I'm, I'm guessing there was an eight-hour-long you know, marathon of like old Outer Limits you know, things. And I'm sure there's going to be 90s advertisements on this thing. So I really want to watch this and see some old nostalgic stuff. So what do you think I found? Is it just a videotape of that uh, roller coaster that's N- called The Outer Limits? No. no. But that one was based off the TV show. So what it was, was at first... Nothing but static, and then I see a picture of someone dancing, and I hear, like, wailing, and I see images, and I'm trying to piece it together, like, what the fuck is this? And then I, like, can kind of make out the song, but not really, and it's just clearly a music video, and I'm eventually able to see there's a title of a, of a song, and I look up the title of the song, and it's a Bjork song. Yeah. And eventually the picture becomes more and more clear, and eventually I, I, I think this is just all Bjork. It was just all Bjork. Eight hours of Bjork. 
It was not eight hours of Bjork. It was about an hour worth of Bjork. It was, it was, it was uh, seven hour. It was uh, six hours of music videos and then two hours of Dancer in the Dark. <laughs> no, uh, it was it was her first. Uh, it was a recording of her first uh, like compilation of music videos called Volumen, uh, and uh, someone I guess wanted to transfer it from that tape onto their own tape. On top of the outer limits, because the outer limits was not on there. Yeah. Uh, and then it went to blue for a little bit, and I like fast forwarded through that, and then we get another recording, which is just the finale to uh, a film that I looked up to be Empire Records, because I'd never seen it. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Nick knows movie. what that is. It's a pretty good movie. Apparently, Guar is in it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there might be more gems, because like that movie's over and it's just credits now. So there might be more gems on this eight-hour-long tape. So we're we're currently. Just over an hour into it, and we'll have to keep exploring it. It's not as cursed. It's still kind of warped, and it's still kind of yeah. That it was like it was it was definitely creepy because you posted mm-hmm. a video of you watching it on your mm-hmm. Facebook, and it was like the Bjork on her own is already kind of creepy. Like I love her, but she's got like this little bit of like possessed doll kind yeah, of aesthetic, yeah. especially in the nineties. Uh huh. Um, and so like. Her in the music video, which is already a little bit, like, weird and Bjork-y, with, like, the jumping and, like, the weird cuts. And, and like... And the, the... What is it? The lines. The, yeah. Yeah, the static lines. It's just, like... The curse lines. Yeah, the curse lines. <laughs> it just... It looks a little bit... It looks a little bit weird, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. It, it starts off a lot worse than that. Like, that, that particular video was near the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was nigh into unintelligible. Is it? Uh, is there the one where she's in like the weird swan dress? Was that a music video or was that? No, a, that was her at the, the Oscars. Oh, that was at the Oscars. Yeah, so. Wait, she went to the Oscars? Yeah. For Dancer in the Dark, or was it for something else? I think she was just at the Oscars, but, um, but no, like this, all this stuff I think predates that by a, a long shot, because like this, this was all released in like 1997, mm-hmm. um, which was also the year that Empire Records was released. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know. None of the more recent Bjork stuff. But uh, anyway, so that is a continued uh, exploration. And I kind of I like this. Like, I kind of like picking up VHSs with like nothing the on them. <laughs> collecting all the curses. And, like, just trying to figure out what the fuck I'm watching. Gotta catch them all. Yeah, it's 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 like a puzzle wrapped in a in a present. <laughs> wrapped in a curse. Wrapped in a curse. <laughs> the chewy curse center of this chocolate bar. <laughs> the, the nougat of curse. Um, <laughs> and some people are saying that I should like make a YouTube video. Like, no, channel, that'd be great. Like a YouTube channel. That'd be great. Uh, curse reviews. You. It would be. Curse. It would be especially great because if you decided you wanted to just like transfer into like ARG kind of fiction, uh-huh. like you could totally just do that without anyone noticing. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, like you just continue to upload like real videos, but like every once in a while, there's one that like advances some sort of weird narrative. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. Don't spoil it for anyone. Yeah, yeah. If you're talk- listening to this, don't steal that idea. We've got that one. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put this uh, before we release this. We're gonna we're gonna put this uh, podcast on a flash drive, seal it in an envelope, and mail it to ourselves. You can't steal this idea. <laughs> Is that how that works? That's that's totally how that works. Okay. You can't afford to go to the patent office. You just, you, that's what you do. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, so I think I think I might need to stop by some of the local thrift stores and see if they have any unlabeled VHS tapes. <laughs> should, you should go to the one that's just like like a shady back room that's just filled with like junk. <laughs> just, I think I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know, the one that's the one that's run by the guy who looks like he's a hundred years old. <laughs> The one that everyone. No, the one that not everyone, that videotape. The one that everyone swears that store wasn't there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needful things. That one. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, you should check out that store. <laughs> oh God. Well, you just give this tape to me for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not for free. <laughs> oh. Let's say that we don't require currency. The answer is yes. It was her dancer in the dark. She apparently got a nomination for best original song. Huh. What year was that? 2001. 2001. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the movie came out in 2000. Yeah. So the... it was the 2001 Oscars. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, so that's that's what I've been up to in my spare, sparest of times. Um, um, well, we we spent some time watching some not-cursed things. Elisa and I did. Did we, we? Oh, God. We watched the last season of BoJack. and We did watch the last season of BoJack. That wasn't I what I was thinking of. Oh. That... Do you do we want to talk about that show? I feel like we've said all the things we need to say about that show. I've, those last episodes, though, mm-hmm. just the the next to last episode might be the single greatest moment of television animation in history. Yeah, I'd agree like, with that. The the la- the the next. Do we to want last... to put like another like five minute timer for spoilers? I, I don't know. Or... Do, uh, Alex, do you give a shit? Are you do you have any plans to watch this show? No, not at all. Okay. I'm, I'm like where where we were where we were with the lighthouse. I'm where Elise was for that. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do we'll do five minute spoiler cast. Let's let's bump it up to like seven because I feel like with two of us talking yeah. about it, um, it might be a little bit more. Uh, but we'll do seven minute spoiler cast. Um. Just talking about the last like half dozen or so episodes of Bojack Horseman, especially that next to the last episode, uh, starting three, two, one, and now we're in spoiler territory. Holy shit! Yeah. So the second in the second to last episode, in the third to the last episode, uh, Bojack breaks his like year of sobriety. Super duper hard. So hard. The hardest that anyone has ever he ends broken up- it breaking into the house he used to own. So at this point, like Bojack is like broke and alone in the scum of Hollywood through a series of events. He ends up breaking into the house that he used to own that got sold. And it's, and it's a callback. So in the first, in the original um, opener for the show, you see Bojack falling through the pool. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where you're like, when, like we know this is important, when is it going to get referenced in the show? And it was like the third to the last episode. He ends up drunk, breaking in, and falling in the pool. We don't see him in the pool, though, do we? In that no, episode? in the second, we see him. I think we see him break into the house. We do. Drunk. And we see, and we see him. And like... we see him look up at the pool, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Yeah. And then it's the second to last episode that he ends up. I mean, it's basically the same as the lighthouse, where it's yeah. like. It's his, his brain, brain is dying. dying, and like so, he's just going through all of these like moments with and he's the talking people about... who he knows who have who he knows who have passed on. And this, he, this yeah. is sounding familiar to yeah. another right. conversation we mm-hmm. just had. And um, and so he he talks about how, and I think it's referenced like earlier in the series his his reoccurring dream with everybody that's died. Yeah, and um, 
like everybody that's died like, and so like they a have dinner, dinner party with all these yeah. people including like one person who's just like a minor character from like two episodes of a previous season yeah um which it's is pretty neat that they bring him back fucking wild and so it's just like yeah your brain is and at the end like diane he calls diane and she she's like this isn't really me your brain is dying and you're just, you know, and so you really think that you're like, he's going to die. And you see like, you know, they're really vague in the Netflix descriptions. They're like, everybody comes together for a celebration. You see Mr. Peanut Butter dressed in black and in a black suit. And you're like, this is it. He dies. Like yeah, he must have died. And because it's fucking Bojack. They cut to the end of that last episode with him just being like pulled into the abyss. Well, the next to the last episode. And then, like... At the start at the first episode, he is in the hospital being, like, reawakened, I yeah. guess. Like, awakened and, and brought back to life. And you're like, what? Because you thought that it was going to be about, like, finally everything catches up to him and it's death. And in this, like, really weird way, I feel like they're kind of saying, like, oh, no... To quote Hamilton, dying is easy, living Living is is harder. And it's like, it's not that you get to die. Yeah. It's that you have to live through your mistakes. And then the last episode is him living through almost all of the mistakes that he's made, all of the friendships that he's ruined, and everybody else kind of getting to a place where they're They're putting- they're happy and they're putting him at arm's length. Yeah. Because because they're happy. Like, Bojack yeah. is such a, like, poisonous, destructive person that, like, everyone is just kind of better off when he's not around. And it's, like, with... It's, it's if Mad Men, instead of getting... Instead of Don Draper getting his moment of peace at the end of Mad Men, it was, like, everybody else waking up around him and being, like, you're a fuckhead. Yeah. And it's all kind of better off without you. You're a relic of the past that we no longer wish to have be a part of. And it's so like, it's like destroying. And it's really interesting because you see the pattern in the antiheroes. And to a certain extent, people are like supposed to empathize with them. And you have all of these like toxic, predominantly male people who like identify, especially with like Rick from Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. And as much as those creators, as much as like, you know, Dan Harmon is like, you're not supposed to empathize with Rick. You're not supposed to see yourself with Rick. But he's always framed as the hero. The cool character. And, yeah. and with Bojack, they were like, you will make no questions about this. Yeah, yeah. He is an asshole and you should not emulate him. And that's been like a big criticism of, the sh- of that show throughout the years, too. And I really do like the fact that at the end of it, they're just like, no... No, he's just not like you don't you don't want to be this person like he's continually stuck in this like pattern of like, oh, I'm getting better. Things are OK. And then like. And there's a hope for him. There is hope. There for is him. hope for him. But it like I love the way that everybody else, especially the women characters in the show, are allowed to put him in arm's length. Yeah, they are allowed to put distance and they are rewarded for putting distance between themselves and Bojack and his shitty behavior. You know, like Diane ends up with 
an amazing career and a loving husband. And and Carolyn ends up with the perfect Person, life yeah. that she's always wanted with the husband and the kid and the business. Like she gets to have it all. And they both get to have it all when they put him and his toxic behavior aside. And Todd, like even Todd kind of grows yeah. up a little bit in those yeah. last few episodes. And it's like everybody gets rewarded and i like that i like that messaging mm -hmm. you know oh god we, we have like less than a minute but i really like that messaging i really like that he's he's not rewarded for his shitty behavior he is very much punished he has to live through his mistakes and which i think it would have been easier to kill him off it would have been it would have been like it would have been a fine ending but i feel like it was a much more powerful ending to have him like stay living and had to sit in the awkward silence right. with Diane, that who's everybody the person else, that he's hurt. Everybody else and, has moved on without yeah. him, so it's like it's not that he's dead, but he's dead to everyone. But it is that... such a good like fuck you to all the Reddit assholes who like emulated people like him and Rick and Don. Less than ten seconds, and you know, and it's like no, you have to fucking change. Yeah. It's hard, but you have to fucking do it. All right. And that's our timer. That's our time for spoiler cast. So Bojack Horseman's a fucking great show. Um, it might be the greatest cartoon. I think it's the greatest American ever. animation for sure. Um, but I was thinking about the, the day that we took uh, when I said that we watched some stuff. I was oh, thinking shit. About the day that we oh, took okay. to just sit down and watch movies. Yeah. Movies that like we haven't seen that we've been wanting to see. We didn't have, oh God, we had like the we weebiest like, day. We had the weebiest day. <laughs> we watched. We, we had uh, a day off and we're just like, fuck it. Let's sit down and watch movies. So we watched three anime in mm -hmm. a row. We watched Your Name, which was heart wrenching. Mm -hmm. That movie was not at all what I thought it was going to be. Holy shit. Yeah. Like you think it's going to be like a goofy, like Romna one half kind of thing. Like. Oh, or like Freaky Friday, like right. we switch bodies. And, and it is that for a little bit. It is that for 20 minutes. And then it's like, nope. Hey, you got some feelings? I'd like to crush them. Yeah. Um. So that one was crazy. And then what was the other one? We, we won't get into that because I know, Alex, you wanted to really yeah. watch that. Uh, yeah. Tech on Concrete was the other one. Tech on Concrete, which I'd heard wonderful things about. And, and I watched it. And we owned for years, like actual years without ever watching once. And babe, that's like not saying, like, do you know, like, look around our yeah. apartment. No, well, that's You what... have dozens of movies that we have never watched that you have purchased. Well, you've never watched them. A lot of these I've watched that you've never watched. There, uh -huh. there are a few that I that neither of us have seen. Or there are some that I've watched because I like them when I watch them. And then I haven't watched them since I purchased them. But, um, which I had heard really amazing things about Tekken Concrete. And I'd heard good things about the manga that it was based off of. Um, I still don't really know what it was about. It's, okay, I, here's, here's how I would, would summarize it. Okay, here's my elevator pitch for Tekken Concrete. Okay. Um, it's Batman meets Little Orphan Annie. Fair. Yeah. You know what? Fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's basically, it's these two orphans living on the streets of this town called Treasure Town. And the Yakuza is coming in to try to take it over. Mm -hmm. um, and they also have like alien super soldiers fighting for them for some reason. And <sighs> they're the, the two kids. The alien Yakuza. Yep. They're the two kids, black and white. And black is this badass street vigilante. And white is his moral center. And it's about, like, what happens when when Black, like, basically loses his moral center because, like, something bad happens to White 
and White gets taken away. And so he kind of has to refind himself and not get completely lost to his own, like, more violent urges. Um, I don't know. It was, again, not the movie that I was expecting it to be. Because I was like, oh, man, your name was way, like, sadder than I thought it was going to be. Like, it, it turns out fine. But and Tekken it, Concrete was way deeper than I was yeah, expecting it, was, it to be. Yeah, I was expecting it to be, like, because it's... And like, surreal. Yeah. Well, I was expecting it to be surreal because it's by one of the same people, one of the same animation studios who did one of the more cerebral um, shorts from the Animatrix, um, which is pretty cool. But I was expecting it to be weird and surreal, but I wasn't expecting it to be quite as dark as yeah. it ended up being. Like, I was expecting it to be like, you know, fun happy like action anime it's like oh man these kids are fighting the yakuza isn't that wacky and then it's like no this is going to be a deep dive into the psychology of these characters and how damaged they are from having this kind of a lifestyle um especially black like and how broken all of the adults are around them and therefore they cannot help them yeah like oh um so and yeah, that was Tekken Concrete. Br- just brutally violent also. Like that was... Ooh, much violence. Right, yeah. So then after we watched that, I was like, no, we have to watch something happy. And Nick was like, Grave of the Fireflies? And I was like, I fuck did not you. Think, I don't own Grave of the Fireflies. There was something else that you were like, oh, do you want to watch this? And I was like, I no, want to watch something happy. I don't think I wa- suggested um, anything sad. Or like, we were trying to figure out what to watch next. Because I was like, I was we like, should watch a Miyazaki movie. Because yeah. I, I've owned the Miyaz- complete works of Hayao Miyazaki, again, for literal years. And we watched half of Princess Mononoke and you fell asleep. <laughs> and then we that. haven't touched them since. So, that's not true. We've watched uh, we've watched Totoro. We watched several Totoro. Time. We watched Totoro several times. There were thirteen goddamn movies in that box set. <laughs> I just really love Totoro. I love Totoro too, but there are some in there that I still haven't seen yet. Which ones <laughs> haven't you seen? I haven't seen Ponyo. Uh, I haven't seen I haven't that seen either. Ponyo. I haven't seen The Wind Rises. Oh, no. I have never seen um, uh, Castle Howl's... in the Sky. Oh, okay. Oh. I haven't seen Howl's Moving Castle. And until the other day, until the other day, I hadn't seen Castle of Cagliostro. What? So that's what we started. We we started at the beginning. We watched Castle of Cagliostro. And it's weird because I have seen, I've never watched the movie all the way through, but I have seen so much of it in like AMVs Mm -hmm. and things like that. I have seen so many Lupin cosplayers over the years. (laughs) I feel like I basically had seen that entire movie, Mm -hmm. but I just hadn't watched it in order. Yeah. And the movies, again, it was not what I thought it was going to be. What were you expecting? I don't know. Like I wasn't, I was expecting something with that same basic tone. I just didn't know what the story was. I guess was the the, the difference. Sure. Like like, I would see clips from it and I would be like, "What the fuck is this movie even about?" <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when I watched it, I'm like, "Okay, like everything makes sense." And I know enough about like Lupin because I think it was on Adult Swim for a bit when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really watched it because it was like, "Oh, it's old," and like I don't really like the animation style kind of a thing. It's very simple. It is very simple. It's very cartoony. Yeah. Which, you know, as an edgy 13-year-old, then you're like, well, I only watch... Anime. I, I watch anime for grown-ups. Like Gundam Wing. Oh, my God. Yeah, because Gundam Wing's for grown-ups. I love Gundam Wing. All right. 
it starts off really stupid, but it if does. you get to the end, it it, it pays off. I uh-huh. keep telling both of you, it pays uh-huh. off if you keep watching it. Uh-huh. It does. Okay. Like I'm like I'm serious. Uh-huh. If you, it it's just you have to get like. 20 episodes deep before it starts getting good. Is but this, I promise is this, you, it does actually get is good. Is this a reasonable request, at least, to watch 20 episodes before I don't I think know if good? it is a reasonable request. I'm just saying, like, you both treat me like I'm crazy when I talk about how great this show is. <laughs> uh-huh. Because then I show you the first two episodes. I'm like, all right, well, these are shit. <laughs> it's true. Uh-huh. They're shit. Uh-huh. I never... I, and whenever I go back to re- rewatch I, I, the series... I, I think that three episodes is a good I, like if it if you have to tell me watch the first three episodes and if you don't like right. it after that turn it off that's kind of that's, what i think is I, fair for a show to gain itself i in, agree in, with yeah. you and i would say under most circumstances that i that i would say yes however as someone who has watched the rest of the series through multiple times mm-hmm. i can tell you i think you'd like it once it gets once it gets to the point where it realizes what it is and what it's trying to is do. it is it a thing where like you could say like in star trek like don't watch the first season or something like that see that's like- the thing is because like if it were like with star trek like like star trek next generation i'm like yeah if someone because you can just pick up a random episode of star trek mm-hmm. and it's like it's a story that's complete in and of itself in and done in 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're someone who's not sure whether or not you'd like it, I can tell you to do that. The problem with Gundam Wing is that the shitty stuff from the first, like, 10 and fi- like 15 or 20 episodes actually is kind of important to establishing who these characters are. Mm-hmm. So that when the cool stuff happens, like, if you go in when the, st- when the stuff is actually cool, you have no idea why the fuck it's cool. Mm-hmm. Or like who these characters are, or what their relationships are to All each right, other. So, so you watched Lupin. Yes. And uh, you liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I obviously, it's Hayao Miyazaki. It. Like, of course, I'm gonna like mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't know. It it was it was a nice little apartif to the rest of the day when there were two things that were like, oh, this will be fun, and then it was like, oh it's my god, fun. it's not it's fun. It's not fun. Have you both watched? Um, Okay, was it Porco Rosso? Yeah, I've seen Porco Rosso. Elisa's never seen Porco Rosso. So that was like the other one. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's my favorite one. I I was like, if we're gonna watch a, I think I gave you like a list of three. Right. I was like Porco Rosso or it was Porco Rosso or Castle of Cagliostro. I was like, these are the two. And I put chose Castle of Cagliostro because I wanted to continue watching ones that I had never seen because I've seen mm-hmm. Porco Rosso. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time, but I've seen that one. I saw that one um, when when Disney first did them. I saw that and um, Cat Returns, which is not a Miyazaki movie. Porco um, Porco Rosso was probably the first Miyazaki was absolutely the first Miyazaki film that I watched. Really? Yeah, um, because it was okay. So it it was on a. TV channel called uh, Turner Classic Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were doing like really? ev- every day in August. They used to. I don't know if they still do. Did like we're we're presenting a tribute to this director, and they did oh. like a one day where there was all Miyazaki, and I just happened to turn it on when Porco Rosso turned on, hmm. uh, and I watched that. Um, and so yeah, that that was my f- introduction to Miyazaki, because um, I think I think Spirited Away had come out, but I didn't watch it. Because I was, you know, stupid. Mm. Um, Spirited Away is probably my favorite. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. Uh, it, for me, it's a cross between Porco Rosso or, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, 
the first one before it was Ghibli. Um, um, Nausicaa. Nausicaa, yeah. yeah. Kiki's Delivery Service. Yes! That's that's my that's third. That's my favorite. That's I'm great. surprised that you never watched Kiki or Totoro as a child. Like, um, I think you're maybe like a year or two younger than my sister. Mm-hmm. And we definitely had that original dub of VHS of Totoro in our house on a constant loop when no. she was a kid. No, we didn't we didn't watch Totoro. I think I saw an advertisement for Kiki like in the commercials of a thing that I watched regularly. So I would constantly be spoiled about the whole film cuz that advertisement just spoils the whole film. Yeah. Um, that's a lot that's of lame. them do. But yeah, no, I didn't actually watch it until I was an adult. If and I wish yeah. I had. Totoro, I didn't I don't know if I watched Totoro until I was like a teenager. I definitely like Kiki's Delivery Service was my thing that I would. I don't know if I was able to watch it on a loop, but I definitely watched it like a lot mm-hmm. as a kid. Like, I think there was a while where I think it was on Disney Channel, and so it was like anytime it was on Disney Channel, I would like stop whatever the fuck I was doing and I'd watch it. And <laughs> like, yeah, no. So I fucking love me some Kiki's Delivery Service. I also really love, I mean, uh, Princess Mononoke is another one that's great. That one was important to me because that was another one that um, it came out and got a lot of attention when I was in high school uh, and was getting into anime. So it's like, it was like the first one of his movies, I think, that got like a major release. It was the first one. I think it was the first one that Disney did the um, the localization of. So that was like, the so. start of their their relationship. And it had like... They got like an all-star cast. Like that dub has Jillian Anderson. It's got Patrick Stewart. It's got like I can't remember who all else is in it, but it's like Castle in the Sky's got a, a solid. You know, it's got Mark Hamill in it, right? But I mean, Mark Hamill Hamill's been doing voiceovers sure, sure. since the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but he 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 definitely does sell that role though. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I mostly mean like because that was the first one that they did, and so they advertised the hell out of the cast that they got mm-hmm. um for the american uh for the you know, for the english uh dubbing because mm-hmm. it was like it, they like everybody in that movie is somebody you know it's like hey american audiences here are these actors that you love it's 2001 you guys remember the x-files <laughs> like we got jillian anderson as a weird wolf thing that's kind of cool like speaking of the x-files that's another tape i picked up is a, a random x-files tape nice um, oh my god <laughs> I don't know which episode it is but it's is it house You if it's house you need to tell me okay Okay. Uh, I'll let you or know what episode it, it is. is is it house or is it called home whatever it's the one that was like basically banned from circulation doesn't matter because of how shocking it was for a uh, number of years but yeah it's Miyazaki's always great Miyazaki's if you if you fantastic. if you guys end up watching like Porco Rosso let me know. Yeah. I, I want to get through that, that box set. Mm-hmm. Like now that we've, we've cracked the seal on it again and Elise could sit through an entire movie. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can go two for two. Do um, uh, Nausicaa next. Go through them in order. Yeah. 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 Uh, Patrick Stewart's also in the dub for that one. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's basically Dune. So we watched something. We watched like other things together. You and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we finished Kingdom. We did finish Kingdom. Did we, we fin- not talk about that last time? Well, I mean, we talked about our thoughts up to that point, but we did. Uh, 
Wait, no, did we? No, talk? we fin- we talked about, about it. We yeah. talked about it. We talked because we, we didn't. Kingdom. We didn't have Terror Tuesday last week. That's right. Yeah, that's so right. The last time we did it, we we had we we had our talk. We had yeah, Lighthouse, and we had. Um, and we watched. A we, bit. we finished the first season of Castlevania, which I yeah. don't think we actually did talk about at all. I think we mentioned it. We mentioned we'd started watching it, but yeah. we didn't say our thoughts. I think. Um, I don't know. I like it. It's um, it follows from what I understand of the games. It follows it pretty closely. Mm-hmm. I've. Since then, uh, since we last recorded, I have beaten the first Castlevania game that I've ever gotten to the end of. Um, Symphony of the Night? Symphony of the Night. Um, what do you think of that? Um, it's definitely worth the hype. Like, a lot of... This is the the one that kind of helped to solidify what is now called the Metroidvania, like, mm-hmm. genre, which I'm a big fan of. Like, I love games like Hollow Knight. Um, and I mean, to an extent... Hey, you're, here's one you haven't heard in a while. Dark Souls is kind of a similar sort of game <laughs> where you like you get items in one place and you have to backtrack and go someplace else and like it opens up a new path you couldn't open before, sort of a thing. I like that that gameplay loop. Is that the one that Aaron bitched about in his uh, sequels review, his se- sequelitis way back I'm, in the day? I'm honestly don't remember. Uh-huh. I re- I remember the the Zelda one way better than mm-hmm. I remember. It might have been. It might have been. Because yeah, he, he did one about, like, the original, like, first two Castlevanias. And then it's like, but then after Castlevania, you know, Symphony I, of Nights. No, I think it was, um, was it Castle? It was the one for Super Nintendo. Yeah. Drac- Dracula X or, like, Castlevania X, something like that. There's an X in there somewhere. <laughs> um, and the reason is because it's basically the same as the first couple of Castlevanias. It's just <laughs> way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this game, it's, it's, a, you can't really compare Symphony of the Night, because I have played the first handful of them, but those games are, like, hard as balls, mm-hmm. um, and I don't like them as much, because mm-hmm. they don't have the same element of exploration. You go through levels, and at the end of the level, there's a boss. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's more open. You kind of get to go wherever, essentially wherever you want, um, and whatever order you want to do it in. And you, it's a little bit more of an RPG thing mm-hmm. where you like level up as you go through. So you get like stronger and stronger and stronger as you go through. And it becomes like, so you go back to the earlier areas and the earlier areas become easier because you can beat enemies and fewer hits, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I really like this. It, it, it also centers around Alucard who we see at the end of uh, the first one, season yeah. of, of Castlevania. Um, so I think, yeah, it's Castlevania three is the one that they're doing. Cause if I remember correctly, that's technically the first one in terms of canon. Okay. So it's like Castlevania three is a prequel. And then I think after that it's Castlevania one and two. And then I don't know. Okay. So I definitely saw parts of that show that it's like, that looks like you've ripped it from a set of a video game mm-hmm. where, like, they're hopping around on, like, the clockwork stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, clo- like, there's clockwork shit all over those it's, Castlevania it's like, games. Yeah. It's like, this, this clearly looks like you played the game and you wanted to put this part of that game in there. One um, of the things that I was appreciating is, like, there are parts where he is just picking up sub-weapons. Mm-hmm. Because most of the game, you're just, like, using the whip if you're playing a Castlevania game. Or, in the case of, like, Sniff of the Night, you got a sword or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, so he, like, picks up a dagger and throws it, and that's, like, one of the weapons you get. There's a part where, like, someone attacks him with an axe, and he grabs it, and he throws the axe, and it goes in an arc, just like the axe does in the game. <laughs> um, it's it's neat. It's, it's neat. a neat little, like, a nice little mm-hmm. touch of... 
And I'm pretty sure, like, the Cyclops is one of the bosses from Castlevania 3, and he fights the Cyclops. Makes sense, makes sense. It's... So I'm not sure if this is a fault of the game, or the fault of the story, or just Uh the fault of, like, pop culture in general. Yeah. But... Those, the church mm-hmm. is heavily coded as, like, the Catholic church. I don't think the church appears at all in the video games. I think that's all just Warren Ellis. But, like, the Catholic church wasn't all that big a thing in Romania. Yeah. It's all orthodox. It's, well, like I said, I, they're, 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 they they never say what kind of church it is. But it's heavily coded it as Catholic. It is heavily coded as Catholic, but they never actually say Catholic Church, and they never say anything about Rome. So it might be that they're just they're they're just Eastern Orthodox priests just cosplaying as Catholic <laughs> priests. I guess, <laughs> but no, it's it's uh, like that's that's the historian historian in me complaining. Yeah. Oh, know, is that not, is that the only thing that's <laughs> not that's about Dracula, Dracula's reign of terror against the yeah, countryside? Yeah. His fucking no. <laughs> like like giant moving castle with electric lights. And the Hell Army. No, that... The Hell Army is fine. <laughs> hell Army is fine. The the Catholic coding is not what I was expecting. Also, every time they mispronounce Trigovista, uh, it just like it just gets to me. Uh, it's it's Trigovista, not Targovista. <laughs> Get it right. Um, but anyway, it's it's fine. It's it's a fun. It's a fun. It's surprisingly funny. Like there's there's oh, like yeah. humor in it. Well, Warren Ellis is a pretty funny writer. Like yeah. he's got like a very sardonic sense of humor, and it kind of plays like I love the way that they characterize Trevor Trevor Belmont mm-hmm. as just this guy who's like I'm just fed up with this shit. Like I really don't want to have to deal with any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like he's just kind of an asshole who gets thrown into this situation, mm-hmm. which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those kinds of protagonists. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the writing's good. Uh, so we set up our three three person party, right? And I guess season two is going to be them actually trying yeah, to take storm, down Storm of the Castle. Mm-hmm. And season three is coming out next week, I think. Next week, so we will we will be behind the curve because we just finished season one, but mm-hmm. we'll try to catch up. And and the seasons are short; they're like yeah. five or six episodes. Yeah, like we usually watch two a two a night because yeah. they just go by so quickly, and it's usually like. I guess, like, each two of them is an act of this movie. Like, you could probably turn it into a movie. It reminds me a lot of, especially the second Vampire Hunter D movie, mm. um, in terms of the aesthetics and in terms of the animation. Uh, which I kind of, man, I have, speaking of anime that I haven't watched since high school, holy shit. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of want to go back and watch it again to see if, again, that second one especially was one that I really loved. But mm-hmm. I kind of want to see if it holds up. Did you ever see any of those? Elise, no. did you ever see that one? Sorry, I'm arguing with something on Facebook. Uh, okay. So uh, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlines. I have not been listening. No, I did not watch Vampire Hunter D. We should watch that something. We should make a make a night of that one. Um, that one's really good. because uh, it's kind of it's got a similar setup to this, like, you know how at the beginning of the Castlevania's uh uh TV show, it's like Dracula falls in love with this mortal woman. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the the setup for the second Vampire Hunter D movie, which is like this this vampire has fallen in love with this mortal woman, and everyone thinks like, oh no, he's taking her away, like he's gonna like destroy her, and it's like, no, we're like actually we have feelings for each other, and it's just we couldn't be together, so we're trying to go someplace where we can be together, and then you find out that like there is a villain in the movie who is a vampire, but it's not the guy you thought it was, mm-hmm. it's somebody else who was kind of like orchestrating this for their own ends. 
Um, and it's got like, it's also got the same kind of like, I, I will use a term and I think, I hope that you guys will understand. It has got the gothic sci-fi aesthetic. Okay. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. Where it's like, it looks like it's a gothic cathedral, but it's actually a spaceship. Okay. Okay. It's, it's that. Like that's the movie because it's supposed to be like way far in the future. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I know that Warhammer 40k took that and like took out any bit of like sim- like, uh, I- subtlety of that. Well, because I mean, Warhammer 40k is a satire. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. And anyone that takes it seriously doesn't understand what it's supposed to be going for mm-hmm. and should be avoided if at all possible. Yeah. Um. Talking about you, <laughs> listener. Sorry, I'm still not. Like, no, I'm okay. not talking about you. I'm talking about the listener that we. No, never mind. I'm just saying it's. It is clearly meant to be a joke. Like, I don't know. anyway, getting off topic. Yeah, but it's um because it's supposed to be like way with Vampire Hunter D. It's supposed to be like way far in the future, and mm-hmm. it's like vampires have always been around, but then they went away for a long time. But then they came back and basically like took over the world. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering it correctly, so it's like. It's, like, far future, like, super futuristic kind of tech, but it's also, like, post-apocalyptic, so there's lots of, like, like medieval kind of aesthetics in terms of, like, how, like, common people live. Is it, like, space vampires? Like, like Doctor Who kind of space There's There's not, like, space, like, not not exactly, but there is, like, space travel. Okay. Um, And so, like... At the end of the movie, like, that's that's where they're trying to do is, like, the vampire and his lady love are trying to escape into space so that they can be free of, like, you know, the prejudices of the mortal world kind of a thing. Okay. Um, but it's really good. Um, I, I, at least, I, again, I remember it being really good from when I was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. It might be true, <laughs> but I haven't seen it since then, so well, I couldn't swear to it. Well, you'll have to watch it again and find out. Yes. Are people, people are wrong on the internet. People are wrong on the internet. So I, All right. So Thanks. people are so, wrong on the internet. So people are wrong like on the internet. Uh, I'm gonna go home. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. We're gonna call it a night. So thank you all for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And this has been some nerds have a podcast. Good night, everybody. Don't be wrong on the internet. Uh, Wait. thing you shared nicholas what thing i shared what if you shared oh yeah it's gengar and Wait, so They're are a... you the clefairy or the gengar no, it depends in this relationship on who, it, oh in this relationship yeah. i'm clearly the gengar oh, okay <laughs> are you talking about just any type of relationship or are you talking yeah, about yeah. like romantic yeah, okay. well, any type of relationship okay. i feel like any like one-on-one interaction that i have with someone i'm either the gengar or i'm the clefairy okay so, so in terror with, with elise and i am clearly the gengar uh-huh uh-huh and with you and I, I'm also clearly the Gengar. <laughs> but with other friends, I'm clearly the Clefairy. Okay. So, I don't know.